there is just something so incredible about sitting in his presence. And I don't know about you, I just felt that cleansing power over that. So just before we step into the next part, I just want us to rest in that a little while. Rest in that power of his presence sitting in this place. That power of worship. God, I just pray that this doesn't leave this place as we continue. I pray that your presence remains sitting above the waters. I just pray that what you have planned for today is met. And that your presence is consistent and remains in this place. In your holy, holy name. Amen. Amen. You guys may take a seat. If you don't know me, I am the youth pastor here, and I am just super excited to be speaking this morning. You know, throughout this summer, we've been talking about all these incredible Bible characters that have been so interesting. And you know, when I was coming up with which character to talk about next, I wanted to do a little bit of a shift because in the past, we've kind of talked about some characters, to be frank, have kind of sucked. <laughs> you know, we spent three weeks with Samson, which was quite a hard week, hard three weeks dealing with that character. And something that, like, I have noticed in these, this summer months is we've kind of been talking about these characters and their response to God's call. It's kind of been this weird underlining theme that I have noticed. You know, we spent like two weeks with Jonah, and his response to God's call was to run. We spent a week with Gideon, whose response to God's call was to consistently test God's call. And then we spent three weeks with Samson, and his response to God's call was not understanding it. And that's why I'm super stoked to be talking about Joshua. A guy that from the very beginning just gets it. He just understands God's call right from the get-go. And not only understands it, but meets it. Which is just what I love so much. You know, and I've been studying Joshua for about a month now, preparing for this message. And I realized that I had some, some things that I thought about Joshua that were really wrong. <laughs> And some amazing truths revealed. One thing that like blew me away was, you know, growing up, I, I'm sure, I, who here knows the passage Joshua 1.9? You know, that be strong and courageous, the Lord your God's with you wherever you go. Everyone knows that passage. And I remember hearing that as like a youth and as a teenager and as a kid. And I just thought, oh, that's a nice comforting passage. And it felt like a little fluffy and then I, when I began to read Joshua, I realized, like, oh, no, this passage means so much more than I even began to understand. So I just want to jump right into this with Joshua 1, 1 through 9. After the death of Moses, 
the servant of the Lord. And the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, My servant Moses is dead. Now proceed to cross the Jordan, you and all this people into this land that I am giving to them, to the Israelites, every place that the sole of their feet will tread upon, I have given to you, as I promised to Moses, from the wilderness and the Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river of Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, to the great sea in the west, shall be your territory. No one shall be able to stand against you all the days of your life, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. So be strong and courageous. Few shall put these people in possession of the land that I swore to their ancestors to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to act in accordance with all the law that my servant Moses commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or the left, so that you may be successful wherever you go. The book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, you shall meditate it day and night, so that you may be careful to act in accordance with all that is written in it. For when you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall be successful, I hereby command you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened or dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. There's a lot happening in these first nine verses. First thing that I really want us to focus on is to understand the state that Joshua is in. Joshua hears Moses is dead. We can't just brush over that. So right from the beginning of this passage, Joshua is in mourning. Because Joshua just lost a friend, a leader, a mentor, And that's not something to skim over. Joshua, in this moment, is probably rushed full of emotions. There's sadness, there's despair, and then there's probably realization. Oh, I now have to lead. This realization, and that's why I love this passage, especially with the be strong and courageous. God says this commandment to Joshua not once, not twice, but three times. And it's not just a commandment, but it's comfort. It's God comforting his child in a moment of despair. But on top of that, it is also a commandment because God knows what comes next. God understands what will be required of Joshua next is going to require great strength and great courage. Not only for his sake, but for the sake of his people. Joshua is now a leader, whether Joshua likes it or not. He is thrusted into leadership the moment Moses dies. There's not a voting process, there's nothing. It is, you are now the leader of these people. You know, in the past, you know, we talked about the misunderstanding their call. 
This is what I love about Joshua's call. It's simple. Be strong and courageous. That is your call. That is what I'm calling you to be. And Joshua has a greater understanding of his call than most people in Scripture. And the reason that I know this to be true is how Joshua behaves in the next passage. In Joshua 1, 10 through 18, Joshua then commands officers of Israel, go through the camp and tell the people to get their provisions ready. In three days we will cross the Jordan River and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you. Before we read on, you need to understand the urgency Joshua has. So Moses dies. Joshua realizes he's the leader. God gives him his call to be strong and courageous. And Joshua does not wait. He doesn't wait a week. He doesn't wait a month. He doesn't wait months. He says, in three days we will take it. Because this is what God has promised us. Then Joshua calls together the tribes of Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh. He told them, remember what Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you. The Lord your God is giving you a place of rest. He's given you this land. Your wives, children, livestock may remain here in the land Moses assigned to you on the east side of the Jordan River. But your strong warriors, fully armed, must lead the other tribes across the Jordan to help them conquer their territory. Stay with them until the Lord gives them rest, as he has given you rest. And until they too possess the land of the Lord your God has given them, only then may you return and settle here on the east side of the Jordan River, in the land that Moses, the servant of the Lord your God, has assigned to you here. This is what I love about Joshua. Is in this passage, as Joshua is reminding the people of God's promises. And he's reminding them that God's promise is consistent. That the land that we have been looking at from across the Jordan, that's still our land. And that that land is ours. That God's promise has not changed over the last 40 years that they've been wandering. That that promise is consistent. That that promise is forever that God is not backing out on his promise just because time has passed. And then we get this beautiful response by Israel. They answered Joshua, We will do whatever you command us, and we will go wherever you send us. We will obey you just as we obeyed Moses. And may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Anyone who rebels against your orders and does not obey your words and everything you command will be put to death. So be strong and courageous. Again, that phrase coming up. Be strong and courageous. So on top of God's promise remaining consistent, that same promise he made to Moses, the same promise he made to Abraham, we get the people of Israel having complete faith in Joshua as their leader. Complete and our faith. So much that they, we will obey you just as we obeyed Moses. And we know that the Lord your God will be with you as he was with Moses. It's this beautiful, almost blessing of Joshua happens here. And at the end, they're blessing with, 
So be strong and courageous. And what I love about this, I, what I love about this so much is that the people of Israelite, Israel understood Joshua's call. They understood that God has called Joshua to be strong and courageous. Whether that was Joshua telling them or God telling them, they understood that call. And they understood that the call that God had placed on Joshua's life was vitally important. Is that what required of Joshua next required great strength and great courage. And strength and courage that Joshua does not hesitate to act upon. Then Joshua secretly sent out two spies from the Israelite camp at Achaia Grove. He instructed them, scout out the land on the other side of the Jordan River, especially around Jericho. So the two men sent, sent out and came to the house of a prostitute named Rahab and stayed there that night. Joshua acts immediately. He sends out his spies to again check on the land. He says, I need you to tell me what it's like. Tell me how fortified it is. Now go and return in three days. Because in three days we're crossing the Jordan. You know, then they stay with the prostitute Rahab. We're not going to talk a lot about Rahab because I could do an entire sermon on Rahab. But something that I do want us to take note is that Rahab was a woman of immense faith just like Joshua. She did not hesitate to act. She did not rely on her own fears to control her. She protected these two men, even though that was not the wise thing to do. It could have put her to death. It could have destroyed her entire family. But she believed that God was going to take this land, just like Joshua believed. And then this passage ends with the spies went up into the hill country and stayed there three days. The men who were chasing them searched everywhere along the road, but they finally returned without success. And when the two spies came down from the hill country across the Jordan River and reported to Joshua all that had happened to them, they said this, The Lord has given us the whole land, they said, for all the people in the land are terrified of us. What I love about this portion is that it kind of mirrors Joshua's own story, which is really important to note here. You know, in Numbers 13 through 14, we're not going to read it today, um, when Joshua was really young, Joshua was sent out as a spy across the Jordan to look at that land and give a report back to Moses, him and 11 other men. There was one man from each tribe of Israel. You know, and when they came back, Joshua and a man named Caleb said, we can take this land. We have faith, we have strength, we have courage, and God is with us. God is with us. But the other ten men just spoke fear. 
And he said, no, we can't, we, we can't take this. Even though they knew that that was the promise of God, they knew, they felt like they couldn't take it. Even though they knew that God had promised them that land, they said no. Because they outnumbered the two, they did not go. But in this moment, Joshua sends two spies and they come back and say, man, they are terrified of us. We have this. Because they went with great strength and great courage. They had great faith. Because faith requires strength and courage at the end of the day. But what does it really mean to have strength? What does it really mean to have courage? You know, I think we so often don't act on the strength and courage of God, but on the strength and courage of ourselves, of our own strength. And that never ends with what God wants it to end with. You know, when I was like 23 years old, I went to this um, retreat. And at the end of the retreat, they had this um, speaker, and he wanted to prophesy over everyone that was there. It was a small retreat. There was like 12 of us. And I remember I got prophesied over, and the guy just simply said that you will become a man of great faith, which I got so excited about. I was like, yes, that's something that I really want. That's a gift that I really want from God. And then I remember I sat in my house for like five months being like, why hasn't that happened yet? I wasn't acting like Joshua. That's for one. Because Joshua didn't sit and wait. You know, and that just, he didn't sit and wait. Joshua knew that faith required great action and great courage. But that faith and courage can't come from us. It can never come from us. This is why when I hear that passage, I am immediately reminded of 2 Corinthians 2, verses 5. So that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. How often do we rest our faith and wisdom in the power of God? Because here's the thing about the story of Joshua, is that, yeah, it's a story, but it's a story that can apply to all of us. Because the story of Joshua is about a promise fulfilled. It is about a promise fulfilled. So the question is, are you grasping at the promises that God has made you? Because God has made you promises that are throughout Scripture. It's constant. God is promising us many blessings. Many blessings. But if we continue reside in the faith and wisdom of men... We will not receive those blessings because our strength and our courage is not enough alone. But if we rest, if we truly rest in the power of God and in the wisdom of God, that's when those come. 
See, the, the ten men in numbers that feared what was across the river were not resting in the power of God. They didn't believe that God's promises were going to come true because there was an opposition. And a lot of times there's going to be opposition to receiving the blessings of God. You can't just sit at your home and wait for God to plop them on your lap. But it's something that we need to seek out. You know, in Matthew 11, I believe, it says, Ask, seek, knock. Then you will receive the blessings I have for you. So what are you doing to receive the blessings of God? See, the, the blessings that Joshua received through his great strength and courage should have been a blessing that he received 40 years ago. But it was because majority of men rested their wisdom and faith in men that he didn't receive the blessings of God as his inheritance, but as something he had to fight for. In a way of how amazing the story is because of how strong Joshua is, it's also this cautionary tale. That if we don't act with great faith and great strength and great courage, then we will not receive the blessings that God has for you. There was a whole generation of Israelites that were supposed to receive the land of milk and honey. They were supposed to receive that blessing. But it's because they acted on the faith and wisdom of men, not the faith and wisdom of God. So I deplore you guys to remember Joshua 1.9 as I invite the worship team up here right now. So be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened or dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. That comfort moment, this is a blessing that God is asking of you. The same decree he made to Joshua, he's making to all of us. He's saying, I have blessings for you. I have promises for you. I have things beyond your measure. What are you willing to do to receive them? See, you know, I, I said earlier that I, I sat in my house for five months waiting for God's blessing to fall on my lap. When I finally realized that that's not how God works, it was as simple as getting off my butt and seeking that blessing. It was as simple as going, God, this is the blessing you have for me. This is what you have promised me. You promised me I'll become a man of great faith. So I'll start acting like a man of great faith. This is what I love about Joshua. Joshua knew that God had promised him this land. Joshua didn't go like, okay, well, once we take it, then I will act like this land is mine. You know, Joshua was really like, this land is mine because this is what God promised me. This is what God has for me. It's about an attitude shift, a change of attitude. To be strong and courageous, 
to not let fear or your situation or circumstances hold you back. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So no matter what situation or circumstance you are in, God is saying, you can rely on my strength, on my wisdom, on my courage. And if you do so, you will receive the many blessings that I have for you, for they are great in number. Do you hear that? That God's blessings for you is great in number, but it requires faith, strength, and courage. And not courage of men, not strength of men, but strength of God and courage of God. And I'm glad that, because my strength and courage is weak. My strength and courage is minimal in comparison to what God can do. I way rather rely on Him than on myself. So let's stand, church, today as I just pray a blessing over you. Jesus, I just thank you so much for the story of Joshua, for this man of great faith, for this man that understood his call, his call of strength and courage, his call to lead his people into the promises that God has for you, has for them. And God, I just pray that today, anyone that feels weak, anyone that feels dismayed or frightened would feel your strength, would feel your courage, would feel your power. They would, they would not sit at home and wait for the blessings to come, but would ask for the blessings, would seek the blessings, would knock on the door, and then those blessings would be open to them. God, I just pray this blessing on every single person in this room, that every single person in this room would receive the blessing of your power, receive the blessing of your strength and your courage to receive the promises that you have laid before us. Not as an, an inheritance, but as something that we are seeking after so that we can give those blessings to our children and their children. God, I just pray this in your heavenly, heavenly name.